Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Alexa. Uh, not Alexa. It's Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host. Uh, it's probably the euphoria still from the weekend. We are going to be talking about the Northland Derby. We are going to be talking about uh, the Man United game. And we're going to be talking about the title race. It's definitely on, I think, now. And uh, maybe now you're going to believe us. Uh, some don't yet, but we'll have that chat. I am joined by my usual sidekick. I'm joined by Trev, uh, Big T, and all the way from Copenhagen, we've got our Danish schooner, Alex. Uh, Trev, I know. I, you know what I was trying to do? I'm trying to go, Alexa, turn the office light to red. And I forgot I had my microphone on. You know what you should have done? You should have asked Alexa to choose your outfit because she's looking naff tonight, my son. Uh, and listen, I, I, <laughs> I've been linickered. I've been linickered. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, well done. I'll tell uh, you what. Well, if, I'll tell you what. If any of you three, I'm, I'm in the power here tonight. If any of you three get grumpy or don't stay happy all through this podcast tonight, I'm blowing you off the show, boys. Because we are the Arsenal. I'm not having any any loads of rubbish or crap tonight. We're talking positive and hey, we could even win the bloody league, you know. We could, we could, we will talk about it. Uh Tony, you've type of introduced yourself, BBC styley. Um come on then. Uh how are you doing? You're still buzzing from Saturday? If I'm honest, I'm I'm buzzing for the last sort of Seven days, seven to ten days in general. Oxford, new ground ticked off. That's another win into the next round of the FA Cup. Going into a positive mood, going into a Tottenham, um, full of good spirits. And it only continued for, for the whole day, 90 minutes and, and, and long, long after the game. It was uh, it's just been an incredible um, sort of turnaround, or not turnaround, but 2023. This was supposed to be the year when, you know, the World Cup break halted us, you know, stopped us in our momentum, stopped us in our tracks. And yet all it seems to have done is just galvanise this even further. You know, it's just absolutely buzzing to be a gooner right now. Alex, to the song. what was the atmosphere like in, in, in the Copenhagen flat? Or did you go to the gooner uh, pub? No, I went, I went to a pub um, and I'm sure it wasn't as good as it was as it was in the ground, but it was still amazing to be uh, with loads of other gooners. Um, and yeah, I, I was a bit down um, going into the match after the whole Mudrick saga. We'll, we'll go on to that later but um yeah I'm just over the moon after the game um was so nervous going going into it optimistic though uh, but still nervous as I am always um going into the Tottenham games but yeah I'm just relieved and just happy now well with a late substitution at the North London derby Trevor couldn't get to it so I had to make a mercy trip uh, he rang me on Friday night and said I need to get my ticket I need to get it to Capo Dan how am I going to get it there and he said well he doesn't drive Trev uh, I'll see you in the morning. So I set my alarm clock up and I was up there for a cup of tea about nine o'clock. Wasn't it about nine, quarter to nine on, on Saturday morning? I was sitting looking out my front window because I do live in the back end of beyond. Oh, yeah. And I saw Fergus's car go by. So I rang him. I said, Ferg. He said, what? I said, you've gone past. He said, okay, I'll turn around. So I put the phone down, turned around. Saw his car go back straight past the other way. Ferg, you've gone past again. It was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. But I'll tell you what, Capo Dan got his got his, his trip in, didn't he? And that was all that mattered, Ferg. Oh, Listen, it, it it was just important that the ticket went to a uh, an Arsenal fan and not 
uh, and didn't go get wasted. That was the main thing. So uh, I was trying to bring up a, a picture of a, a picture of the ticket and just fields for miles and miles and miles. I sent a picture to to Dan Gun. It's in the arsehole of nowhere, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Tottenham. So what are we um, about tonight, then, Ferg? What are we talking we're going about? To be about the we're going to be talking about the North London derby. Uh, we're going to be talking about the atmosphere there. We're talking about usual the lineup, um, um, the brisk start about Eddie, and then we'll go into looking ahead to the uh, the um, the Man United game as well. Um, listen, uh, they they won the last four home games against us. Uh, never had won four in a row. It's nine years uh, since we won at N17 before. And uh, Arteta was interviewed and asked about that and said, uh, you haven't won here for nine years. He said, yeah, I know I was captain back then. And I thought it was a really, really good rebuttal. Um, Trev, let's look at the lineups. for. Uh, well, actually, let's talk about the atmosphere there, first of all. First of all, I love this flag uh, that was hanging over the, the top. It was just, it was the Arsenal and it made one hell of a statement. Uh, I just love that. Tony, um, you were there for some of the atmosphere we had. We had... The LA LA. Uh, and that that was brilliant. But the the song and the title of this podcast is uh, Antonio. Are you listening? That just kicked off. Tony, talk to me about that before I even play it. Go on. It's just everyone knows the song. It's just unbelievable atmosphere. Um, the connection amongst fans right now is just as good as I've ever known it. Um, the atmosphere before the game was was incredible. It was as good as last season, to be fair. Um, Obviously, we can talk about the atmosphere at halftime, um, which was as good as I can ever remember atmosphere on a concourse. Um, mm. The atmosphere at halftime was just incredible. And this, I, I, I don't want to say, and I know we're going to you know, speak later on in the podcast about certain things, but there's a belief really starting to grow now. Really, really starting to grow. Um, belief on and off the pitch. Um, Let's, let, look, let's just continue that because the atmosphere and everything's amazing right now. And listen, let's just, as we keep saying, let's enjoy the ride. We don't know when it's going to end and hopefully it's not going to end this season. Um, but yeah, if you was there Sunday, you know just how special the atmosphere was. Uh, I, I can't really make the words out, Trev. Look at that no, atmosphere. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Listen, just for clarity, just for clarity on this, um, clock, time to turn the radio off if the kids are in the car. This Tony, is... Are you listening? There we go. <laughs> That, that, for that, a that, second, that, I thought that was the uh, 2023 remake of the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! So, um, do you know what, Ferg? What, what, what you, what you two boys wouldn't have seen because you were fortunate enough to be there, and I will be et eternally jealous of the fact that you were at that game. Is that we were heard on the telly and we were heard loud and clear, not like last season where we put out, you know, a very weak side and we had a great concourse. But once the game got going, you sort of knew last season that we were going to struggle. 
not this year, from, from the very first... Well, I, I said last week, and I said before, we will beat Tottenham, right? I was positive about it. But from the very first kick of that ball on 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 Sunday, oh, it was just obvious that we were a better football side in all areas, doing everything. And the atmosphere that created amongst you fans, every Arsenal fan that was there should be proud of themselves. It was amazing to watch and listen to. I just wish I was a part of it, you know, but I will be again. We'll be next season and I won't be there next season because you'll be you'll be there because uh, it's hard to get tickets for all of us to get there. It's uh, it's not impossible. So we just rotate, rotate, rotate. That's what we do. So looking at the the, the lineups, um, Alex, look at this. We had Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko at the back over Tierney. Party and Shaka, party was outstanding. Um, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, and Inketia up top. So, same as. Um, were you pleased with it? Were, were you worried about any any in those players? It's, it's not really much to talk about the lineup, is there, Alex? No, it's it's getting a bit boring talking about the lineup because it's it's the same every single game. Um, but yeah, I was as Trev said, I was optimistic, confident that we were going to beat them with the with the lineup. So yeah, not not much to say there. Um, and Regarding the we, lineup, we can... though, could we talk about the, the comparisons from last year to this year? Because That's the reason why point, so yeah. many Arsenal fans had belief last uh, belief this season is, and I, I, I'm not here to, to to knock any player in particular, but when you put Ben White right back instead of Cedric, when you've got Saliba instead of Rob Holding, you know when you've got Thomas Partey instead of Lukonga, when you've got a more experienced Eddie Nketiah up top, when you've got Zinchenko instead of Tavares, it gave us a ground and a platform to build on. We, although we went into last season confident, we didn't really truly have the belief with the players. We felt that the more experienced side in Tottenham could get us. This year, I went there thinking, I, I just I just didn't feel like Tottenham could get us because of the belief, because of the confidence, because of the experience we had and the physicality as well. I didn't feel that the players would be overruled by the occasion. You know, I, I felt confident because of that. And that's not, you know, criticising any of the players we had last year. We just the belief and confidence and the experience and the ability we had in this team compared to last year is like night and day. I do agree. I think we're unfortunate with some injuries uh, last season because um, I think um, wasn't party out injured, so that's why we had to play. Yeah, the there, there was injuries. I, I, sorry, I wasn't you know the, knocking anyone for, forever. No. The reason we had the team, we had the team. Doesn't matter why. I'm just saying the team we had this year. It's just it's like night and day, and and that's the reason the Arsenal fans had such belief but, going into the game. But you you use the word belief, and I, and I believe that that is the thing. There is a complete belief, one in the stands and on the pitch. Everybody believes and is behind what Mikel Arteta is 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 doing. You'd podcasts, you'd influencers, or whatever you want to call it, people on Twitter slagging the manager off this time last season, before the game, leading up to the game, and and even more so after the game. There's not one of them around now saying anything. Everybody is on the same page. And I have not. Trevor, when's the last time you remember seeing us all on the same page like that? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that earlier, Ferg. It's um, it's lovely. It's it, Arsenal social media, Arsenal fans in the ground, Arsenal fans in the pub. It's a great place to be right now because they're all singing off the same hymn sheet. They all know what we've got. They all know what's been created. And they all know that for me and for most of them, this is just the start as well. Look at us. We're clear at the top of the league. We're the young side, right? And I'm going to make a big statement now, right? I don't know if these boys will agree, but it'd be interesting because I was thinking about it earlier. We, we, we've All this is due to our players playing well, right? But the man that, that really pulled them all together, gelled them, given the right attitude, 
put the right team in place is, is Mikel Arteta. It's Mikel Arteta. And, and he's just moved us on. Oh, I, I can't speak highly enough about a man. I've never run him down. You know, I've always been confident that he could do a job. And what a job he's done. He's taken a team that couldn't get into Europe and made us look like champions. I oh, know we're not champions, but we certainly look like champions at the moment. It's just, we are tone. You've said it, mate. Everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet. And it's lovely. We've not had it for years. Do you know what, Trevor? Regarding Arteta as well, I think he's got to be given so much credit for his backroom staff because that Amazon documentary perfectly summed him up. He sat at a table listening to the guys. He trusts the guys with him and he listens to them. It's not like, you know, I'm not knocking Wenger, but Wenger didn't really want to listen to people. Arteta will sit there and the reason he's got these guys as his backroom staff is because he trusts them. The players love him. I mean, that Carlos Cousteau, whatever his name is, yeah. they love him. He's a young the guy. One to one on, the one-to-one. One did you coach. see the staff running over? Did you see the staff running over there to, to back up the team and then run over to celebrate? This isn't individuals or a manager or, you know, fans. This is one club. And we've been crying out there for, for a long, long time. And do you know what? It's an absolute beautiful thing to be watching right now. Yeah, it is. It, is, it is absolutely fantastic. And since we, you mentioned like Wenger and you and, and the Arteta side of things, I was going to do this after the game. We'll talk about the game shortly. But after 18 league games, we know we won on, on Sunday. Uh, the Invincibles um, had only lost, uh, had clearly not uh, lost a game. We've only lost one game. But look, we've scored more goals. Um, you know, we've won more games. We've drawn less games. The, the stats for this guy and the one game that we did lose, we now know that there was a VAR um Compromise, isn't that the word we use, Trev? Uh, uh, that that losses that game, possibly some substitutions at seventy minutes by Arteta as well. Um, I don't think was was necessarily done us any favours, but it was the Man United away game. It, it's unreal what the guy's done. He's taken two or three years. We knew it would take five years, possibly to get well three years to build something, and then pushing on. And we thought for top four this season, so absolutely fantastic, Alex. Uh, we've left you sitting there. Ha- have your say. Yeah, I'm just I'm still surprised by how quick it's gone. I mean, I don't think anybody saw us being this good this year. I think most of us, as you say, were hoping for top four and um, continuing to build off what we did last season. Um, but I'm I'm still like surprised um, just but with the signings, Jesus and Sinchenko, how much how much impact they've had on the squad as well with the winning mentality. Um, and yeah, you can see even with Jesus out now, uh, we're still winning. Um, so, do you, yeah, do you, I'm just surprised. Do you think, Alex, one, one second, Trev, let me just ask this, and you can come in after as well on it as well. Um, do you think, like, the year Leicester won the league was other teams were just weren't quite quite clicking? you got City at the moment that don't seem to be the City that they were a year ago. Liverpool look as leggy and heavy as they're going. Chelsea, they're a basket case. All the stars yeah. seem to be aligned for us to... You know, yes, we were going to, for a Champions League channel challenge and trying to get into the top four, but because of the thing, the way things have aligned, yeah, do you think I mean, it's having a big influence? You could say that any season, mate. You could say that. You Sorry, can go what's back that, Alex? History. No, but I, I get what you're saying. I really <laughs> see, I really see similarities um, uh, with with that Leicester season because usually you wouldn't see Chelsea, Liverpool down in 10th, ninth place. So um, I see similarities to that season, but I think we're just. I mean, we're just so good. It's it's um, it's our own. Um, it's by our own chance that we're we've gotten there. We're playing. We, we are the best team in the league, and we are playing the best football in the league, um, and we're beating everybody. 
Um, so I just think we are the best in the league right now. Trev, you were going to come in. Yeah. Do you know what? Alex mentioned two names here that I've got down here and I wanted to mention them. I'll tell you why, Fergus, because I know we're not, I'm not going to, I'm going to forget it later because I'm excited tonight. But for, for, for seven or eight minutes of that game against Tottenham, we had Zinchenko and Tierney on the pitch at once. I can't remember that happening this season. And it worked absolutely perfectly. He took Zinchenko off about seven minutes later, but there's no reason why they can't play on the same side. But, Ferg, listen, right? We're at a stage now where, with the greatest respect, mate, the last time I saw someone dressed like you, they were walking around with a file of facts in around, waving it in the air. But, um, but what was I going to say now? Yeah, we don't need to worry. <laughs> Ferg, we don't need to worry about anybody else, mate. We don't need to worry about how well anybody else is playing. We've got ourselves in a position where we just need to keep our standards up and the rest can look after themselves, you know? it's um, We've got Man United this weekend. We'll talk about that in a bit. They're probably the second best team in the country right now. That's a massive game. But we can afford to lose one or two. Others are going to lose. Others are going to win. It's been a pattern of the season. As long as we just keep going as we are, we're fine. I'm not worried about anyone else. I'm more worried about injury. Yes, I agree. Injuries and squad depth, I think we've touched on it before on other podcasts. That's a, that's a huge thing. Tone, uh, you were going to interject in, in, in place of Alex. Um, you don't think that this isn't similar, that the stars have aligned? Is it? You said you can say that about any season. Is that right? No, no, just saying that I get your point, what you're trying to say, but then you could say that about, you know, when it was just Arsenal and Man United fighting it, you know, the drop-off for Liverpool and Chelsea were nowhere to be seen. City was in a completely different um, division altogether. You know, in mean, City have won it all would they have won it if Arsenal and Man United were as good as they were in the 90s? You know, it's all if, buts and maybes. Every season, you've got to have an element of luck to be champions. You've got to be good. You've got to have an element of luck, both in terms of other teams dropping off, dropping points, you know, in terms of you keeping your squad fit, your players healthy. So, you know, I have seen that point being made quite a lot of times this season. Um, the only thing we've got to do is just take full advantage of all of that. Um, and if we do that, just a second point on that, though. Obviously, Trev's really excited tonight. You know, Donna's in for a good night. <laughs> What's the bad news here? Yeah. had a good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that. That was that recording that Tony played at the beginning, wasn't it? You, you recorded it before we went live, didn't you? <laughs> Poor Donna. He was ready to go on mute. He, he was ready to go on mute. He was ready. Listen, back to the North London derby. A really brisk start. Eddie was a bit unlucky, but at 14 minutes, Saka puts a, a cross in. Um, you know, uh, and, and Larice literally chucked the ball in the back the net. Um, Alex, uh, talk us through what you thought of that goal. Of course, I enjoyed it. Um, we've seen it uh, quite a lot of times this season where Saka does exactly what he does, uh, did against uh, uh, Tottenham. I think he did it in the first game against Crystal Palace as well, where, where it was deflected and went in as well. So he's done it um, a couple of times where he's gone to the byline and drilled in a, like a hard cross and it's deflected into the goal. So I don't know if it was intentional, like the way it happened, but I mean, we've definitely seen it before, but it was just poor goalkeeping by, by Lloris. And he's, he's had a couple of stinkers this season. Um, uh, at home. Yeah. At Emirates as, as well, um, where he spilled it in front of uh, Jesus as well. But um, yeah, the, the builder was just uh, fantastic. And the way they combine um, Ben White, Odegaard and Saka is just amazing. Um, it's it's just uh, so well structured, and we see it every game. We see it 
like ten times every game where they where they do that 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 exact, exact uh, combination. Um, so yeah, it's just dangerous. And Tony, you'll recall that that like, thud noise that we heard from the other end of the pitch on the twenty fourth minute, I think it was, um, with Thomas Party when he took that shot from thirty yards out. And he hit the post. If that hit any man or beast, they were dead. The power behind that was unreal. And we could hear it, even with the crowd noise and the amount of noise that we were making in the away sections. You could hear the ball hit that uh, stanchion. Yeah, a couple of points there, mate. One, if, if party's goal goes in the roof for that stadium's coming off, you know, yeah. we, we, we would have gone mad. And secondly, there was only really noise in the, the away end. In all the Correct. years going to Tottenham, that's probably the quietest and, and least confident I've ever, ever heard them. Um, even when they tried to do something, it was so. It was probably one of the most pathetic sort of uh, home atmospheres in an North London derby I've ever heard. Um, I think they went into that game knowing that the belief that we had, and as good as we were, they didn't really have a chance. And after sort of three or four minutes, the ascendancy was all us. We took the game mm. by the scruff of the neck, footballing wise. We bullied them. We kept possession. We was very experienced, composed on the ball. And I think that that, that was one of the key parts of us winning as well. Sunday is the fact that we. Uh, very early on, we silenced their crowd. Yes, I agree. I, I, I was speaking to a guy today, a client of mine, and he was in their south stand and he said he left after 60 minutes and this guy goes home and away to loads of football and he said it was just pathetic. The amount of Spurs fans fighting among, among each other. There was rows outside. There was rows in, in that big wall. Uh, they were just really, really salty. It was wonderful. I, I Moving loved to a it. new stadium, having rares, having problems amongst the team. Where have we seen that before? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And because it, you know what? They had 32,000 or 36,000 at White Hart Lane. The new White Hart Lane is 60,000. So how many of those are now tourists? The, the amount of uh, half and half scarves and the amount of um, uh, tourist type fans that I saw going down the high road when I, I took the bus from Finsbury Park down. And um, uh, it was just unreal. I could not believe where all these tickets have been sold for because they're not like normal match going fans as, as we would. Say, I'm trying not to be speaking out of turn, but day uh, yeah, and it, tourists, it, you can say it. Yeah, day trips and tours, sort of thing, you know. Um, 36 minutes in Odegaard, he takes a, a shot. Uh, Trev, what an amazing goal! And I, I've watched the re uh, the, the, the highlights a few times since, and that goal was made by Party to Saka to Odegaard. Like, well, Party in that game was just outstanding, Fergus, exactly right. I ain't agreeing with you more than I ain't agreeing with a big fella. Like, you never he, agree with he's, me. He's exactly right, mate. And I wrote it down in my notes for tonight. This is where we're winning games, right? Party and Xhaka, they just sit in that midfield. And they're, they're only, I know Xhaka gets forward a little bit more, but their only job really is to win the ball. If they win the ball and move it forward, it's either going to Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard or Nketiah. And all four of them are going to give you a threat all over the front of the park. And we're just, we're tearing teams apart. And that's not an overstatement. We are literally tearing teams apart. They don't know where to cover because the threat, there was, you know, two or three years ago, our threat was always down the left. And teams knew their threat's down the left. But they don't know where we're coming from now. Odegaard or Party win the ball and they get it forward to them for. And then what they do, and this is where party shot come from, once them four start moving the ball forward, um, Xhaka and party push up the field a bit and they're lurking on the edge of the area, 10 yards outside the area, waiting for that ball to come out like party did for, for that shot in the post. You know, it's it's so exciting, mate. We haven't got a weakness, have we? 
You look at our side, and we haven't got a weakness. A lot of people mentioning Katia is still being a weakness, but he's growing into the side. If I'm honest, I thought we should have scored a goal on Sunday. He was here, there, and everywhere. We haven't got a weakness. And Jacker and Park uh, is doing exactly what a good team needs. They're ball winners. I, 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 I think we do have a weakness. We've hinted on it and, and mentioned it many times before. The weakness is squad depth. It's not uh, in, in that starting 11, starting 13, 14, 15. Uh, it, it, we, we do have enough. Um, but it's when Jesus and Smith Rowe and the like are injured. It's it's having the options. We saw against Newcastle, there was no options to to um, bring uh, bring onto the bench. Bring up ben, Ben's comment again. Sorry. We've got... Ben Bennett is carnage. Uh, uh, it was mad for both goals. If party goes in, it would definitely uh, took the roof off. Yeah, it was carnage. I, I, I've still got bruises on my back uh, and and I'm past my body. I didn't know you could get bruised. Um, do you remember the Chelsea game, uh, the four-two-one Trev, uh, where I, 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 it was I, I black. I was black and blue down down, down the side of me, it's mostly because of you. Because you were that drunk, you couldn't stand up. This is true. Else. I did. Ha- I did have to neck seven pints of Stella, uh, 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 Maresi, I think it was, in about a half hour because everyone got buying me beers. But Kane's first attempt was on the 45, uh, 45 uh, fifth minute. Um, <laughs> um, but in the second half, they did do in- increase some pressure. Um, where I was, I was quite low to the pitch level, so it was hard. So I ended up watching on the screens uh, above as well, just to see to get some perspective of where they were. Tony, I don't think they even got into. Uh, our our penalty box uh, and in all that pressure you know where they, they they're like see the play for 45 minutes they didn't re- they didn't really get into our penalty box and cause any issues did they not in, not in so many words i mean they had a few chances and you're going to expect those chances um you know people even the great man city the man united the arsenal the liverpools that have won the premier league teams do have chances um obviously if you limit them um i mean i i must admit I thought Ramsdale probably had his best game in an Arsenal shirt. And I'm not just talking about the saves he made, but the composure on the ball, the punching, the coming out and claiming the ball from the crosses to take the pressure off the defence. He was superb. And I think a lot of credit also must go to um, a couple of centre-backs in Gabriel and Saliba. Um, Saliba, uh, Gabriel probably typified his uh, improvement in recent recent months with the tackle on Harry Kane in the box. Rather than diving in and trying... He stood up, stood up. Harry Kane was waiting for the touch to go down. But Gabriel has learned from those mistakes. He seems to have grown. He seems to have got uh, more confident, more experienced. He stood up, stood up, blocked the ball. Cross comes in, Saliba wins the ball. You know, going back to Trevor's point about having, having um, you know, the, the, the attacking play from all sides, it's almost as if we had a manager that just needed a little bit of time to implement his process, his ideas, uh, and improve the team. Um, you know, but yeah, it's, it's great to see at the moment. And um, you talked about Ramsdale, it, it, Alex. It was it was definitely a, a game of two keepers. Ramsdale, you talked about the Kane save, the Cessignon save, uh, where that looked like that was that was going in as a goal. Yeah, it was. I was sure it was going to be a goal, but he just managed to get his foot up. Um, but I think it's kind of a shame that that he was man of the match because I don't want people to look at the game of, and think like, oh, they were lucky because Ramsdale had had a, his best game ever. Because I, I don't think the game was like that. I think we dominated. Um, and, of course, we sat back a bit more in the second half and uh, they managed to put a bit of pressure on us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he had he had a three good saves, but it wasn't like they were like we were lucky or anything. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well said, yeah. 
Um, Trev, uh, like we saw our Tottenham's pressing and then Martin, um, not Martin, Eddie was um, one-on-one with Larice. That ball, I think Tupper just got under him a little bit. It, it, it got behind him. And I think if he connected that properly, that was going in the back of it. Especially, that's that's his forte in that box area. As much as people can criticise him for lots of other things, in that area, that's that's his strength. Yeah, I, I feel for Eddie because, yeah, if he'd have scored that, the Eddie and Ketia we would have seen next week would have been another step up the ladder in terms of experience and confidence, you know. But he's all right. I, I, it's just interesting listening to what Alex said uh, about the second half there, and, and it's right. You know, if you go 2 new up in the Premier League, you, you're not playing any rubbish teams. There's no really, really poor teams in the Premier League. So the second half, we manage the game, right? And part of managing the game is having a good goalkeeper, because if you're managing the game, they're going to get a chance or two, right? So I thought, I thought we played really well second half. I had absolutely no issues with us. We've got a great goalkeeper, so the odd chance they got was 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 saved. And the rest of the time, we just shut them out. Um, Kane got his couple of chances, but he, he didn't score a goal. And he didn't get a penalty because he didn't get a chance to cheat. That's how he normally wins games. Come on, let's be honest. You know, so I was very happy with the second half. I had no problem with it. I didn't think for a second in the second half that we could lose that game. I was mm-hmm. with the whole performance. Whole, brilliant first 45, great game management second 45 for me. To Trev, sum up, speaking of penalties, I was quite ashamed of uh, my f- fellow countryman, Pierre Hoiberg, uh, to see him go down like he did uh, in the end of second half. Um, he's usually like a fair and tough player, but that was just dreadful to see him like that. And um, I didn't know what was going on in the beginning, but then when we saw the replay, I was just like, Oh, come on, man. That was just, um, yeah, dreadful. Alex, you see, that, that's the Tottenham way, mate. That's the Tottenham way. You look, you can look at half a dozen players in that Tottenham side and the best part of their game is their ability to change the game by cheating or diving. You know, yeah. you've got Son, you've got Kane, you've got, we'll talk about him shortly in a minute, we're not going to give him too much airtime, but that Richarlison is an embarrassment to football. Not just the Tottenham Football Club, he's an embarrassment to football. It He's the pers- personification of Tottenham, isn't he? He's the face yeah, of Tottenham. Absolutely. He's a personification of Tottenham. That was a long word for me, Alex, but I got it out. Fergus, can you say that word, please? Personification, yeah. Oh, wow. He must be drunk. Good. I'm not yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. i got a San Miguel here in in, in, in honour of St. Michael, Mikel Arteta. Um, so you, you've brought it on 71 minutes. Uh, Richarlison came on. Uh, he had been doing all his shithousery. Uh, along the touchline and warming up, he was trying to interfere with Saka's um, throw-ins and t- Tommy Asu was was trying to protect there. He was introduced. We made some more substitutions. We saw out the game. Um, and the great thing about seeing out the game uh, was Zinchenko. When Zinchenko came off, he got to, came off to a, a rousing uh, roar and uh, applause from the away fans. But he played that game. Like it was, well, he didn't play it like me because I can't play football. But like if I was playing the game, if Tony was playing the game, if Trevor or Alex was playing the game, he lived every moment of that game as a, an Arsenal fan. And that just fills you with just such joy to see uh, that happen. Suppose- I don't think it was Justin Chenko, Ferg. Ben White, every no, no. time he kicked the ball, and this is the difference. Ben White, every time he kicked the ball into the Spurs crowd, he's fist pumping us. You know, the one mistake that Thomas Partey did make where the Shaka recovered, he turned and they were fist pumping each other. It's not just one or two people now, it's the whole club. When Eddie and Ketty tracked back and won that tackle, Ben White again was fist pumping him. 
I think we've now got players who are proud to wear that shirt. And it's Absolutely. been a long time since we could say that. That was the difference as well. That was the difference as well. They didn't look like that, Tottenham. They didn't look like uh, they knew what it meant and they didn't want it as, as much as we did. So, the game finished at 36, 36 minutes. It was 2 0 to the Arsenal. At uh, 95 minutes, it was still 2 0 to the Arsenal. Uh, the celebrations, we're going to go into the, uh, we're going to go into the, post-match incident in a second. Uh, the celebrations, Ben uh, was delighted over in that section of the, of the away end. Um, even even me, uh, I got to get on telly. <laughs> um, and uh, that, that, was, uh, that was quite funny. Uh, I think that's, this is this here. Let's have a look. So uh, it comes along. You just see me here. And there I am, dance, dancing like a telly tubby. Dad dancing at his finest uh, there, but yeah, it was uh, it was it, it, my phone went quite mad actually. Where people just come along and say, "You're on telly, you're on telly," and when I spoke to some of my clients on on Monday, because some of them are, are Spurs fans, I said, "What well, it was bad enough seeing the performance and they're really unhappy with the way they're playing football, but to see me standing on the seat celebrating like I was made it made it even worse for them." Listen, we're going to go into. Um, we're going to go into uh, the incident that happened behind the goal. So the incident that happened behind the goal, uh, I'm going to put on the the the. I'm going to turn off the the sound uh, just because we get picked up otherwise. Here we go, uh, Trevor. Talk me through this. So Aaron Ramsdale is kissing the badge. He's given a bit of uh, verbals to uh, the away uh, the the home end. Richarlison comes in and starts shoving him and pushing him. And telling him he shouldn't disrespect, and then he punches. Well, not punches him, lays him off in the face, and he has to go and get his water bottle, um, and and so on. And then this happens: a fan jumps across. There's quite a, a wide, like moat sort of area, uh, and he jumps across there and kicks Ramsdale. In the this is the view from inside the stands. You can see how he gets. You can see how many people he walked past, how many Spurs fans he also walked past, and nobody thinks to grab him or, 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 or pull him pull him down. Trevor, your thoughts on 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 this? Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, obviously, we got our, our our bias towards teams, but just talk about from a footballing point of view. Well, look, we don't we don't have to be biased, Ferg. The the facts say it right. It, it's all teams have got players that wind up the opposition fans. For look at Eric Dyer last year at the Emirates. Eric Dyer was 10 times worse than Ramsdale. You know, Eric Eric Dyer was having to go to the fans with an angry face and waving to the fans, come on, fight me. You know, so, you know, there's levels. Aaron Ramsdale, we've watched him at enough games by now to know that he likes a bit of banter with the fans behind the goal. But he does it with a smile and he does it in a joking way, right? Maybe he didn't realise just the, the levels of passion involved with an North London derby. But he didn't do anything. When he turned around, he'd be getting grief off the crowd and he kissed the badge, right? The big problem is then, that should have died a death. That would have died a death there. But then this Richarlison bloke comes in, who we've seen having a go at Tommy Yasu, who we've seen having a go at, I can't remember who else now. But he comes in, I can't believe we've not heard more about it on the news, Fergus, because the, the thing that inflames it most is, is Richarlison's attitude, right? So the fans are thinking, right, look at our player going for him. And then that lad jumps over the fence. He does something really stupid. He's going to get punished for it. 
but they shouldn't be talking just about this lad, right? I can't believe I've not seen Richarlis's name up on a charges week. Because he didn't just get... Because he's not... He doesn't play for the Arsenal. But he didn't just have a go at uh, Ramsdale. He went for his face, you know, and more than once. And and that is absolutely unbelievable that we've not heard more about it. I can't figure it out. And as Tony just said, it's because he had a white kit on, not a red kit on, you know? They've, they've done us twice in the last couple of weeks for not controlling our players, right? Well, if that's not a player out of control, show me one that is, you know? Unbelievable. I'm fuming. I'm fuming with it all. I mean, that fan's going to get his come up because he broke the law, right? In the heat of the moment, and he's going to get put away or whatever, and that's done, right? He'll get sorted. He'll get. But Richarlison is on the field, a professional footballer, and they always say they should set examples. Professional footballers used to be used to set examples. Well, what kind of example is that setting? You're going to get Mm. nine under nines, under tens, under eleven players next week going to poking other kids in the face. Because they've seen a professional do it. I'm ranting about it. I'm absolutely ranting about it. You know, it, it just it's not on. I want to see him up on some kind of charge. Um, yeah, the, 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 the guy himself has been identified by Tottenham and, and the police. He has had a knock on his door, I believe. Uh, he also is a manager for pub. And a friend of ours who we met in, in uh, Wolves, who drank Tyski beers with us, um, it's one of the pubs that he looks after because he, he, he's a sales rep. And he's... He? He, yeah, 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 and he shared he shared some of the um, the the pub reviews now for this pub. <laughs> it is absolutely carnage. The Arsenal have come to the pub and they have absolutely ruined them. Uh, come, There's oh, a couple of crackers in there. Yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, listen, before we go, uh, Dale, who's been on the podcast, and the guys in in uh, one of the WhatsApp groups that we're in, uh, I was uh, challenged to sing, but. Uh, a, a song at some point in this, but what I decided to do was play the the the, the sound of my voice that I sent that sent this uh, on um, Monday morning. Uh, again, turn the turn the sound down for the kids. Morning, afternoon. Now it is. Oop. Let me try that again. Oh, this has gone quiet. Antonio, are you listening to the song? That we're singing, we're folding in front, you Italian cunt. <laughs> Walking in in Miko Wonderland, up the arsehole. What a beautiful Monday morning, afternoon now it is. Uh, yeah, that was my voice. And for you, Dale, I've done it. I've ch- I've, I've, I've answered the challenge. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, 14 in front of Tottenham, 8 in front of Man City. Uh, the league looks like this. Arsenal on 47 points, Man City on 39 points. Man City host Tottenham tomorrow as their game that was cancelled due to the, uh, the passing of the Queen. Um, and uh, our next six fixtures are, so you got Arsenal, we've got Man United at home on Sunday. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Everton, Brentford, Man City away, Villa away and Leicester away. And City, uh, City have got Tottenham, Wolves, Tottenham again. Um, Villa, Arsenal and Forest. Uh, how are we feeling about this then? Uh, go on. Since you put our table up, I was going to ask you this question at the end now, but it's my turn to ask you a question as I do every week, mate. And since you put a table up, that leads me into it nicely. And then the other boys can answer, right? Where we are now, where we sit, look at that table, Ferg. Who's our biggest threat then? Where's our biggest threat coming from? Really depends. It really depends. Um, 
if United win tonight against Palace and then they beat us on Sunday, they're three points behind us. Okay, a game played a game more, um, but you know, points on the board is what counts. Points on the board, biggest threat. I, United haven't really played anybody of substance. Yes, they beat City, but I think the decision against City uh, was incorrect uh, because Rashford was active uh, in active play. Yes, he didn't touch the ball, but the keeper was running towards the defenders. So um, we will find out on Sunday. I really think we'll find out on Sunday if United are the main threat. I don't see Newcastle as a threat. And I think City just aren't aren't quite there, but they are capable, as every media pundit has said, they're capable of a 10-15 game run. At this moment in time, as it stands very much now, I'll probably say it's the Manchester sides. Tom? I think, yeah, you you still can't look past City with the squad depth that they've got, the experience they've got, the fact that they've been there and done it. They're still obviously the main threat. Um, I think United... With the momentum and the run that they've had, are, are obviously getting closer. But for me, it's still Man City. Um, you know, if we, if we take four points from City this season, I, I think we'll do it. That's how much confidence and belief I've now got. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, I think City is the closest uh, or the team we need to look out for as well. Um, I think United will um, come into a more difficult spell now. Um, Martial is injured as well, but they've now got. Uh, Weckhorst in I don't know if he'll do the job I don't see them winning the title with Weckhorst up top um, but yeah let's see how he does but I think they'll they'll struggle more now um, they've had there's no easy games in the Premier League but they've they've had a, a good run of games uh, against some less tough sides um, but I think I think they'll struggle more now um, United uh, but yeah as we know City they've they've got so much quality uh, and so many good players as well. So, yeah, we, we know what they can do, City. And they've done it many times before. That's the difference as well yeah. in recent so, years. You see, Ferg, I, I, I differ slightly to the lads. It's really interesting because it's such an open... Yarny Arsenal is so open. And Kai makes a really interesting point there Very that I've I'd, I'd not thought of, you know, in fairness. But I honestly think that the, the team that's playing second best to us at the moment is Man United. And I think they're improving. And I think it makes this game this weekend even more important. And you know what? Having said all that, I still can't see us losing to Man United this weekend. I'd be very happy. Obviously, I want us to win the game. But I'd, I'd, I'd be happy enough with a, with a draw this weekend against Man United and let the others still keep beating, beating each other up, you know? It's it's so open behind us, you know? But I, think, I honestly think United are the biggest threat, mate. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. But as as Tony said, it's... The strength and depth that City have, they've got two players in every position, which United don't have. Well, they've probably got three players in every position, which United don't have. Uh, and they've also got a better manager than Ten Hag at this moment in time because he's he's won it. He's won everything already in in, in the Premiership, uh, Premier League. They, but Kai's point about the Champions League starts earlier than, than we start back into because um, they've got a week or two. More of Champions League. You skip around as well. Are there in Europa League? No, for... Europa League. They've got you Barcelona no, in the. Um... No, no, no. But, but, uh, but I'm talking about. I'm talking about. They've got Barcelona twice, and and I think they play every third day. And we skip around. Weeks. Yeah, we skip around in the Europa yeah. League, but in the Champions League as well. You've got the likes of um, City going into that, 
and they're going to have extra games before we kick back into the round of 16. So because we miss around, so we will have a little bit more flexibility. I know we'll probably end up playing Everton in in, in one of those weekends, uh, one of those days, because it's a game that was postponed because of the the death of the Queen. So I, I don't know. Um, the United game, though, huge, absolutely huge. What's your expectations of the United game, Trev? You started talking about it. Um, do you think they can give us a? I think we're playing a side that's in that's looking very good. And Ten Hag reminds me a bit of, of Arteta in his early days of what he inherited. He stamped his foot down Ten Hag and he got the backing to get rid of Ronaldo. Um, he's making players that have been ordinary suddenly start playing again. I mean, two, for example, um, Rashford was couldn't score a goal for Toffee. He's now playing like a man possessed. Luke Shaw, who I've never rated, Ten Hag's moved him into the centre of mid centre of defence, and he looks like a different player. So I've no doubt Man United are playing really well, and they're probably setting best to us. But I can't see us losing the game, Fergus. I can't see us losing the game. I think we're going to win it by one goal, probably two, possibly two one. Okay, Tony. I think it's going to be a bit of a cagey affair, if I'm honest. Um, I think Trev's, you know, just alluded to that the two best sides in the country right now. Both in terms of um, you know winning runs and also the performances, um, the style of play. If we come out and we score, you know, in the first 15, 20 minutes, I think then the pressure is on the United because the United do play sort of a bit of a counter-attacking football. Um, if we come out and score first, it means they've got to open up, try and hit us, and then that's when we I feel that we're more at our best when we've got the the you know the open spaces, the pockets to run into, to pass into. Um, I think the first goal will be huge. Um, but, yeah, I think as long as we don't lose, you, it's not a bad result. Um, obviously, three points. Three points potentially right them out the league. Yeah, and currently they're um, just drawing against Palace 11 minutes in. Alex, thoughts on the game? What, who's your main threat? And uh, what's your score? Uh, what, um, what's your score prediction, did you say, Tony? Did you say your score prediction? I didn't, mate. No, and I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Ooh, you bitch. Oh, no, <laughs> Give us a nah. score. Um, well, of course, their the main thread is, is going to be Rashford. Um, he's on fire at the moment. Um, but we've got to take into account as well, they're playing tonight, so they're going to be slightly tired um, by by Sunday, probably. Some of, some of their players... Um, and hopefully, Casemiro gets a yellow card tonight because then he's going to miss miss the game against us as well. Um, Spot on, yeah, and that's Alex, going to be important. You've probably given you, you mate, have probably given every red top in the UK its newspaper headline for next Monday morning. It won't be, <laughs> it won't be our thrilling Arsenal defeat Man United. Oh, it'll they be, were missing Casemiro, they'll be tired. Man United lose, yeah. <laughs> you know, they can't bring themselves yeah. to give us positives, you know. Now, I think regardless of if they're going to have Casemiro or not, I think we're going to beat them. Um, and this time, we're going to have Partey in our midfield. Um, and he was missing when we played them last time. Um, I just can't I can't see any way of them beating us. Um, I'm so confident, uh, even more than the Tottenham game, that we're going to win, win against Manchester United. I can't see us losing it. I must admit, uh, score prediction then? What are you going for? Um... Confident 3 0. 3 0. Oh, my Lord. 
Oh, Ooh, well, you nearly oh, said. Have you been on that wacky Danish backy or something, son? <laughs> <laughs> I've had some funny fish. Some of that funny fish. Oh my god! <laughs> some of that what fish? Just repeat that. Oh, son, you don't want to know, mate. It's the ac- it's, it's the accent. <laughs> I just had to double check. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it was it was funny first, not fish first. <laughs> Um, God, Jesus, you bring the tone down, don't you? I'm going to go for 2-0 Arsenal. Uh, I just am, I, like Alex, I'm more confident going into this game than I was going into the North London derby. And I was quite confident going in there just because it's a derby game more than anything else. Um, the, the only thing that does worry me is that, like us, uh, United are starting to build a bit of belief. And if you build belief, that's that's a huge thing. We have We have a gripe to bear with them. We were robbed at Old Trafford, in my view, uh, by the officials in VAR. Um, and I think that is good enough team talk to show him, show them that, show them the article where the uh, VAR officials admitted they got it wrong six weeks later. Uh, that's all that Arteta has to do. Just hand that out the night before. Read that article. Um, there we go. So I'm going 2 nil. Have you made your mind up on a score yet, Tony? Arsenal win. Oh, yeah. Ah. So, um, and then it's off to City on Friday. Um, the uh, yeah, there's the, uh, the the dried fish. <laughs> that Arnie's in the chat. Sorry, dry um, fish, not funny fish. A dry fish. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's your accent. Honestly, it really does. It really does very sound very close to what Tony's thinking. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, something uh, Conti's one, isn't he? Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, we got City on Friday. The tickets have uh, uh, gone on sale for the FA Cup fourth round. Um, uh, gold members and away season ticket members down to one point, and from tomorrow, gold, platinum, uh, and gold and platinum with zero points will be able to buy from midday tomorrow. I'm expecting it probably will go to. Silvers, maybe reds, but silvers I, I'm expecting on Friday. Um, Tony, you got your ticket? You going up? Yeah, mate, got my ticket, yeah. Um, is the tourist going by any chance? Which one? Trev. I'm, I'm in Benidorm, son. Oh, he's, yeah? He, yeah. You're yeah, going to see Sticky Vicky? He's on Vicky. Lash, he? <laughs> Sticky, Vick, Sticky Vicky and uh, no, no. Fanny Fish. It, it, he, he's been hired. He's been he's been hired hired out. Jesus, um, he's been hired out. You know they do all the drags out there. Tony goes on mute every time. He, 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 people who are watching this can see he's absolutely crying with laughter because he just chucked me under the bus again. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, he's going out there to do drag. The beard's got to come off. The makeup's going to go on. Yeah, he's he's out in Benidorm doing drag. I am. I've got my syrup ready. I've, I've ironed my best frock. I'm getting 30 euros a night and as much beer as I can drink. <laughs> I want to see videos yeah. of that. Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, too many st- yeah, there's too many stairs for Trev, uh, Ben said. Uh... <laughs> you, you, uh, ben Bennett, what you forget, son, is that I know where every lift is in every stadium. I don't use stairs. I use a lift. Yeah. Right, guys, uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed uh, today. Uh, we, the, the, the title, it's on, isn't it, boys? Yes. For sure, we're favourites. Yeah. I, 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 no, just... I know in, in the betting we're favourites, Alex, but do you on, are you starting to believe? Yeah, for sure. It's... I am. Tony? And, and I think, and I think the rest is going to... Why change the motto, boys? 
what's been working for us all season. Yeah. One game at a time. Let every Tom, Dick and Harry slag us off. Journalists, media, pundits, yeah. whoever. Richard Keys. The siege mentality is it's us against the world. We take one game at a time. And hopefully come May, we're all celebrating together. Yeah. That's that's what Spot a lot on. of you youngsters don't realise, Alex, is that it's not a new thing, this everybody being on our back. Ever since the nineteen thirties when we were when when we became the Arsenal. And you would know that. <laughs> you remember. I do know that because I know my history in my club, unlike you, big fella. But but listen, Tony rightly said earlier, oh God, I, I ain't agreeing with you. But Tony rightly said earlier, you know. All Arsenal fans are buzzing now, but we've been buzzing most of the season. And, and we've got to keep it up because I have absolutely no doubt, right? Absolutely no doubt. People like Ben Bennett, who's in the chat, and, 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 and you guys have been going regularly, you are absolutely an important cog in that winning wheel, right? You lift those fans. You've only got to look at the way those players come over to you at the end of every game. They absolutely hear you. They absolutely appreciate you. And you drive them on to win more games. Just got to keep it going now. We are right in it. Right in you're, it. You're wrong there, Trev. It's not you drive them on. It's we drive them on. Yes. We, we are. We are. Did we you have to ruin of, that, T? We, we, so are well one as a fan, we are one as a fan base. It's not us against, you know, X, Y and Z anymore. We're together as one. And it goes back to Mikel Arteta's speech with the old light bulb. Yeah. As soon as there's a break in that, he wants light, energy, connection. And that's what we're doing at the moment. And we've just got to continue that. We've got what, what is it, 20 cup finals here? Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20, 20 games. 20 games. Yeah. Guys, on that note, thank you very much. No, 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 we're not finished yet. Oh, here we go. Because there's more to be said about this. Listen, Ferg, this is right. This is, we've beaten Tottenham. We can't rush off. We've got to keep milking it because we, we are the Arsenal, right? We are absolutely the Arsenal. And I've talked that much ball crap. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> right. What? On that note, T Tony, thank you very much for joining us. No worries, uh, mate. Don, I have a lovely fun. evening tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on a minute. Where's my blue pills, Don? <laughs> Alex, close your ears. You shouldn't be hearing this. You're too young to be hearing this. I don't know what blue pills are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll know in about 35 years' time. Yeah, your time will come, young man. Don't you worry yeah. about that. Your time will come. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your stinky fish. <laughs> Cheers, and, uh... Mark and Sarah, by the way. Cheers, Mark and Sarah. Thanks for watching and thanks for being good friends. Appreciate it. Yeah. Sorry for this, that. Um... No, there's no, there's no problem. There's no problem. There's, we've seen a lot of new people in the chat that we haven't seen before. Uh, Dan Hartney, uh, uh, your Arsenal in black and white, uh, Gil Gillespie. Uh, so it's really good to see uh, some of you. Have, uh, there's, there's quite a few in there. If you like, and regulars uh, also in there. So guys, if you like what we do, click onto YouTube, click like and follow and subscribe. Um, yeah. We're trying to get to a yeah. thousand. We're still getting please, there. Please, uh, please press the like button. Because the more times you not press the like button, the less time I get him in my bloody ear hole all week. Press like.
Oh, fucking love this fucking club. I walk these streets alone Through this borough I call home Upon the barren fields of ivory Neath the stadiums of stone Through the turnstiles at the angel See the homeless on the green From the Cali to the cross And every shit's all in between Past the church, the mosque, the crack den And the offie on the corner See the brasses from the brothel That pretends to be a sauna Watch the bedlam in the bookies See the winners and the losers Seeking solace from their sorrow In the local battle cruisers Through the madness in the market Weathered faces turn to greet ya Hello governor, as your mother? Your right son, be lucky geezer Double pie and mash and liquor A couple of rosy Leop chap Or watch retire Gangsters bicker every day in office calf. The little fuckers causing trouble for the causes make you smile. You meet your muckers for a couple, forget your troubles for a while. From the full nil to the hemi, all the faces are the same. Cause the manner might be changing, but the people still remain. Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.